everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? It's going good. It's going good. I'm enjoying good cocktails. I'm enjoying good company. It's just delightful. It's a good day. It is a good day. It's kind of getting sunny outside after being all stormy. Mm-hmm. It's always fun. So everything's fresh and clean. No one's dead from the lightning. Whatever. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where That's the fuck good to that hear. <laughs> so well, uh, speaking of like uh, refreshing, uh, our drink is super refreshing. It is. Yeah. I would say this is like such a perfect like barbecue, mm. you know, with Memorial Day kind of coming up and you're going to be out barbecuing. You got some chicken on the grill and sipping this cocktail. Yeah, you're you're in for a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. So what we have is elderflower tom collins right yeah is that what you call it yeah so it's pretty much a tom collins but with elderflower liqueur in it and what would you say the dimensions are michelle i would do um well what i did was uh one part gin one part lemon juice one part simple syrup one part elderflower liqueur (laughs) put that over ice about half your glass and then Fill it with uh, some club soda and you are good to go. Mm -hmm. Delicious. It's like floral, it's lemony, it's sweet, it's light, it's refreshing. It's everything you need. Yes, Mm. absolutely. Like if you like floral at all, it's just, it's lightly floral. So it's just, I don't know. I really, I really like it. I love Tom Collins, but with that hint of floral, it, I don't know, takes it up a notch, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. Tom Collins is always a hit with me. Yeah. So <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a classic cocktail that uh, just needs to stay around forever because it is freaking delicious. I used aviation gin, obviously. So that's my favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite gin as well. Mm-hmm. Very tasty. Uh, so give it a try, guys. Did you hear Maybe that, Ryan I... Reynolds? We're talking about you. Yeah. The same. Sorry. Hashtag not sponsored yet. Yeah, thank you, Caitlin. So, all right, are you ready? Yeah, are you going to kick us off? Yes, I am. Hell yeah, I'm ready for your story. So this story is about Susan King. Susan King, as in Queen King? Correct. Okay. Yes, yes. So she is 62 years old and lives near Newport, Rhode Island. Okay, that's kind of exciting and out there and Mm -hmm. probably practically wilderness. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, her and her husband actually moved there from England. So it's October of 2021. And she is in her backyard because it is a beautiful day, even in Mm. October, I guess. So beautiful day. And it's actually her wedding anniversary. But her husband had to go back to England for a little bit. So he's there. So they're apart right now. Okay. Okay. But she usually forges mushrooms in her backyard, usually lion's mane that grows in the garden on a tree stump. Oh, delightful. Yeah. Like that's uh, honestly, I have thought about, well, I've never mind. I have thought about becoming a mushroom farmer since I've gotten to Ohio. Oh yeah. All the time. And lion's mane is one of the kind of popular ones that you can grow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah it's a good thing to it's a good thing to grow so anyway yeah. continue on I'm excited for her and her lion's mane but this time as she was collecting her lion's mane she sees a beautiful white mushroom she doesn't know oh, what dear. it is but 
Susan takes a corner of it and tastes it. And she's like, well, that tastes fine. So she picks it up and uh, adds it to her other mushrooms. Well, this worries me because I have been told you should never, ever, ever do this. I am scared of foraging mushrooms for whatever's going to happen right now. I can tell. (laughs) So she cooks the mushrooms with garlic, wine, butter, and herbs. And these are all from her garden. So Mm -hmm. she may, and then she makes a little salad as well. So she's having mushrooms and salad. Delicious. That does sound delicious. The meal was lovely, she said, but after dinner, she went out with some friends and they had some drinks. She had a nice bottle of 2010 French wine and some very strong old cheese. Mm. A few hours later. I like later, her life, I want to say. Like, <laughs> I just want to be her where you're just foraging for mushrooms, having a delightful homemade, homegrown lunch, and then going out to dinner and drinking wine and eating delicious cheese. It's my dream. Right. All right. <laughs> It's either 2010 or 2020 uh, French wine. say 2010. It's older. Okay. Yeah, it is older. (laughs) Again, can't read my handwriting. Okay. So, but a few hours later, she started to feel ill. She goes home and she can't tell if it was because of the wine, the cheese, or the mushrooms. Mm, Yes, indeed. So she goes to bed, seeing if she feels better in the morning, tries to sleep it off as we all do, you know? Yeah, I was going to say that's what I would do for sure. So her stomach is in a lot of pain and she just feels awful. Mm. She looked up mushroom poisoning and she found that if you think you've eaten a poisonous mushroom, it's important to get to the hospital immediately. Oh, so so she should just hightail it to the old emergency room. Absolutely. So Susan calls her friend and her friend takes her to the hospital. But by now, to the Newport Hospital. Mm. It's a smaller hospital, so that is important later. But um, oh, okay. But by this time now, she is vomiting all over the place. She <gasps> cannot stop throwing up. Oh. So they admit her right away, and they actually ask her friend to bring them mushroom that she ingested, um, just as they can identify what it was. Mm. So she comes back, and Doctor Eric Wright was able to identify that this was a death cap mushroom. Oh, I want to like look it up right now. So I never (laughs) eat one. So this is one of the most fatal mushrooms. It's actually a most common mushroom that is ingested that's been implicated in the poisoning and deaths of 85% of the cases of mushroom toxicity. Wow. So symptoms of mushroom poisoning include nausea, vomiting, cramping, sometimes blood in the urine, electric lights, disturbances. Um, So pretty much it's common as like food poisoning of course you know the same yeah you could have easily blamed the cheese right right (laughs) doctor says with mushroom poisoning patients often will have stomach tract symptoms but those symptoms will go away and then they will feel better so like you're having cramping you're vomiting but then it will get better but that's when the liver begins to absorb the toxins, and that's when you go into liver failure. Oh, wow. So you think wow. you're feeling better, but you're actually, your liver is shutting down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no wonder you should go to the hospital. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone. I would have been like, oh, you know, it, may, it was probably the wine, you know. Right. Suspect mushroom over here. Mm-hmm. And, oh, thank God she went to the hospital. Oh my no, gosh. exactly. And especially if you think it's just food poisoning. I mean, that's what you do. You 
get it all out, you feel better. But yeah, then you move on with your life and don't go to the emergency room. (laughs) So when Susan found out what she consumed, she asked the doctor how many people have survived this. He says basically very few survive because once it attacks your liver, you have to have a liver transplant and then a kidney transplant as well. What? Yeah. That's crazy. I had no mm-hmm. idea. I didn't either. So and she's not foraging for mushrooms anymore. <laughs> not me. <laughs> so the hospital actually had a bed available to do a liver transplant, and her friend offered some of her liver. You know, ha ha ha. But jokes aside, Susan was starting to accept that she was going to die. Oh my because, gosh. Well, no, yeah. There's no liver. You know, no one. Uh, so her husband. Like, That's a good friend. I thought she was getting a liver from oh. her friend. <laughs> No, you need your liver. Actually, I thought you could give part of your liver, but I guess not. I don't know. Maybe you can, but maybe for mushroom poisoning, you need the whole... I don't know, honestly. We're not fucking doctors. No. (laughs) That's clear. Clear, yeah. (laughs) So her husband got on the next plane back, and Susan had a lawyer come in who drew a power of attorney because if something happened to her overnight, she wouldn't be able to deal with it, nor would her husband, who's on a plane right now. Oh, gosh. Oh, so. Oh, my gosh. Right. Isn't that sad? Like you have to get all your orders and affair in order, like within hours. Yeah. Well, and to just be like essentially just staring down the barrel of death. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. probably going to happen to you soon. And hopefully your husband lands on the airplane (laughs) before it happens. Oh, my God. This is a nightmare, Caitlin. Seriously. But another friend of hers did some research and found a medication that wasn't available yet through the FDA, Food and Drug Administration. Okay. But... an experimental, baby. Exactly. But they were able to get the drug from Philadelphia, and they were able to administrate it to Susan. Susan, this whole time, couldn't eat anything, and she couldn't keep anything down, and had continuous diarrhea. So she is just going through it, man. Oh my gosh. She was actually able to drink this charcoal drink that old wives in Italy tell you to drink if you have like toxins. So they oh, gave yeah, her God. that. My dad, it was charcoal for everything. Like oh, really? you got to be seen. You need charcoal. You got, you know, poison oak. You need charcoal. You are <laughs> feeling remotely bad. You need charcoal. Like we had charcoal capsules all the time. Really? Like, okay. Yeah. And you were slightly sick. He gave you charcoal, tea tree oil, and charcoal. He swore by those. It's like the Windex and the big fat Greek yeah. wedding. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, I charcoal. Love that. Put some charcoal on that. So, oh goodness! All right, back that. to our delightful old Italian wife sale. Yeah. So that drug, actually, after a couple of days of taking it, Susan's liver began to stabilize. Oh my gosh! Right? <laughs> what a relief. So, so Susan actually recovered fully because of this medication. Wow. It was a miracle. The doctor explained that since Susan enjoys an occasional red wine and champagne, he felt that it could have helped because her liver occasionally has stress to deal with. Oh, so God. she never drank. <laughs> So she like never a glass of wine and champagne every now and again. It's a stressed out liver. What the fuck am I doing to mine? <laughs> it's like traumatized on the daily. So if she never drank, the liver would 
totally be in confusion as to how to deal with the stress. So because she stressed her liver, her liver like periodically, that could have helped. Like then. Okay. Okay. So I'm only doing good for myself. Is what you're that's what I get from it, right? That's yeah. If I happen to eat a poisonous mushroom, I've hit the ground running already. <laughs> yeah, you're training your liver to deal with it. You know, it's fine. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Susan. Drink responsibly. That's right. Uh, So Susan no longer forages for mushrooms. Well, that's kind of a bummer, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) So even when she sees the lion mane out on, she still doesn't do it. Yeah, she just, it's better safe than sorry. She's done. She's She's done. eating the cremini from the store only. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I hear mushrooms are just so incredibly good for you. Even one mushroom a week can... Like cut your freaking cancer by half or something. I mean, they're incredible for you. I am convinced that so many of our medicines that are going to be like breakthrough medicines are going to be through mushrooms, in my opinion. Oh, okay. In my non-doctor opinion. Beautiful. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're good. Uh, So now a month later, Hmm. she's back home. She's getting ready for Thanksgiving. But she credits the care at Newport Hospital and the combination of treatments, including the FDA non-approved drug made out of milk thistle extract. Oh, okay. That's like super common. You can buy it right now off the store. Oh, well, it's I good mean... for um, liver cleansing. Oh, well, that, I mean, that saved her life. Wow. Um, but she thought that because her family wanted her to move to a bigger hospital, but since she went to a smaller hospital, they gave her like very much one-on-one care. They tried mm-hmm. like the non-FDA, you know, approved things. They did research. So um, she might've been kind of a little bit more swept under the rug at a bigger hospital, perhaps. Could be, and, yeah. You know, weren't willing to put quite as much time and effort in on her behalf, perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah. So she credits them for, for saving her life. So oh. Uh, just be careful when you're foraging for mushrooms, everyone. Please educate yourselves and, or just don't do it, you know? Yeah. Friend Cassie, she wants to, uh, there's supposed to be a lot of morel mushrooms around here and those are kind of the super yummy, delicious. I've actually never had one, hmm. which is weird, but I know in Oregon they were all over and like they yeah. would sort of come up in the same patches so you could sort of forage in the same spots every year. And people got really territorial. Like mushroom foraging is no joke in some mm-hmm. regions. So no, I just stay away from it. I just don't <laughs> trust it. I don't trust myself to be like, this book says yeah, it's that okay. Yeah, healthy. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, especially the throwing up you think you're through the worst of it you're starting to feel better but in fact the worst of it is in front Mm -hmm. of you and now you need transplants yeah that's terrifying so milk thistle extract guys well i'll let you know how my mushroom farming goes my mushroom farming endeavors i would trust you growing mushrooms michelle because it's not in the wild it's in a controlled area that you are doing yeah and they're like oyster mushrooms (laughs) yeah Yeah. <laughs> not anything too crazy well good job susan i'm glad you went to the hospital yes i mean that's like, good too because i'm really hesitant to go to the doctor too. or well, to the hospital honestly 
And especially all, you know, there's a lot of people who don't have full insurance or they know, or have a huge deductible or something, and they know it's going to cost them, you know, a thousand dollars or more. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to wait or hold off or, you know, it'll go away and get better. And yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Even when I had my first kidney stone, I tried to take a shower to like loosen up my mind. I didn't know it was a kidney stone. I tried to loosen up my muscles and it just kept getting worse until I finally went to the hospital where I'm like crawling on the ground, throwing up. I'm like, maybe it's time to go to the hospital. (laughs) I had a similar experience with a kidney infection. Oh, yeah. Like I'm on the bed spasming in pain. Yeah. Well, I guess you should take me to the emergency room because yeah. this is the worst ever. <laughs> but it took me like three days of serious Oh my God. Pain. Yeah, no, oh. I went for a long, I took a lot of baths. I did this and that, and, you know, and it turns out it was just a terrible infection that I needed antibiotics for oh immediately. <laughs> no, that's awful. I lasted a few hours and I was, I was out, man. Dang, girl. All right, let's get to your story, Michelle. Okay, yeah. Well, this one's about two Ohio women. Oh, great. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I just like to imagine um, this whole situation as you and me, Caitlin. Oh, okay. They went on a fun uh, birthday trip to New Mexico. They stayed at the Truth or Consequences Resort. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Sounds a little bit terrifying. Let me, there's a little tagline for the hotel. Let me, let me find that real quick. Truth or consequences, it bills itself as the only hot spring resort on the banks of the Rio Grande. So anyway, that's about that. Okay. But sounds fun. They were on a birthday trip. So at 11 a.m., and actually this happened just like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. So okay. It's a, it's a pretty current one. So it's about Robin Bodine, who is 46, and Tracy Shu, who is 52. And so they've gone together on this fun birthday trip. They spent time. Now it's their day to go home. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. They check out of their hotel. They're getting ready to drive to the Phoenix airport, which is, um, and their flight is in six hours back okay. to Ohio, where, you know, I was looking for Ohio stories. So that's how we got this one. <laughs> okay. So they decided rather than just going the freeway way, they had a little extra time. They had six hours before their flight. Mm -hmm. They were going to take the scenic route. So it's a little bit twistier. And they were going to sort of head through this national park called, I want to say it's the Gala or Gala National Park. I'm probably saying it all wrong. Oh, I am. Gila National Forest. So they're going through it. Robin who was our driver said that the roads were super crazy and not very safe and their progress was really slow. So Mm. it was just sort of unanticipated slow going on these very twisty turny roads that were, you know, kind of out in the middle of nowhere as they're heading into this forest. And so she's kind of goes down to look at her GPS and she's like, wait a second. She went to kind of check on Facebook and realized that they had no service. They were like, oh, crap. So they figure, you know, even though their uh, GPS is gone, they're just going to kind of keep on forging ahead. Oh, gosh. I know. I know. I mean, based on the name of this podcast, you know, it's not going to be good. (laughs) um, And I guess the kind of the main guy uh, who does all the search and rescues says that the uh, 
once you get even remotely into that forest, all cell service is gone. And so once you're in there, you can't expect to contact anybody. Wow. Like you got to go in there prepared. And so unfortunately, they were just driving to the airport. You know, they did have their belongings with them, but then they went. So what happened was the sun had pretty much started melting the roads. It was so hot in Arizona or in New Mexico, excuse me, that it just, so it made for really dangerous driving conditions. Like, I guess it was just really soft Uh and they went over this one like mud pit and like barely made it through. So there was some mud on the road on a sticky asphalt road already. So they're barely able to make it through in their little Toyota rental car. And they hit another mud pit and they got stuck completely. So now they're, they're trying to get in and out. I'm sure they're reversing and going forward and doing all kinds of craziness to try to drive their way out. And they simply couldn't. So their plan was on that first day, they're going to walk to go find cell service. Okay. They get out of the car and start walking in kind of some different directions. It sounds like they went off in one direction, didn't find any cell service. So they came back and then went off in a different direction, didn't find cell service, and then would come back. But then unfortunately, on one of these trips, excursions to find cell service, they got completely lost. And so on that first day, they ended up walking over 17 miles. And so, yeah, it's like poor things. That's so lost. Yeah, yeah. So now it's dark and they are thinking they're going to, they can't find the car. So they figure they're just going to kind of try to camp for the night. So they accepted that they missed their flight. Oh, yeah. 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 And I mean, unfortunately, which we'll get to shortly, Mm. because they missed their flight, they were immediately reported missing. They were Mm. like, they didn't, they didn't show up. They didn't return their rental car. What's up with these guys? They're missing. So people are already kind of like looking for them. Oh, okay. This is happening. Now they're camping. They're lost. So they're trying to get some sleep and they start hearing all kinds of animal sounds. Ugh. Yeah, I know. So they do, as I most likely would have done, is they get up and start looking for their car again, Mm. which, uh, as they find out later, was about eight miles away. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, So Robin, when they had about two miles left to get to the car, she misjudged what she thought was a mud puddle and ended up being a mud pit and stepped in it and lost her shoes like they just suctioned right off her feet and she wasn't able to get out i mean happily it wasn't quicksand as we know is actually a problem in the real world (laughs) didn't start sinking but she did lose her shoes and so now she's having to hike in this really hot area with her bare feet Oh my gosh. Obviously that hurt her significantly and it made it just really hard to move and be able to kind of get forward. So now the next morning, Tracy and Robin are like, we got to find some water. Now they've been a full day. They don't know where their car is. So they happened upon a hunting cabin. And so inside they were able to get It's an abandoned uh, hunting cabin. So I'm assuming they were actually able to get inside, Mm. but they found matches and wood. And so they were able to start a fire and actually get some water boiling. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Now they actually have some water. They've got some shelter. So that's a little bit better. Again, as I said before, they have been reported missing already because they did not show up for their flight. So the FBI ended up assisting Ohio and New Mexico law enforcement agencies in their search for Robin and Tracy. Wow, that's nice that the airport like did all that. I feel like some airports would be like, eh, they didn't show. Yeah, FM, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't actually say who reported them missing, but it, as soon as they sh- didn't show up for their flight, they were reported missing. Wow, so okay. that's great. It was probably their mom. Like my mom would right. be like, um, she hasn't texted me yet. What is going on? Yeah. Um, you know, I have all her flight details. I have this, the GPS, where she is at all times. You know? <laughs> so. Just got an air tag on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did a quick little research. It was the families that reported her missing. Oh, so okay, great. I see, yeah. I see. So the airline did, in fact, not give a shit. It was <laughs> right? <the families>. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh... Uh, The authorities were actually able to use Google Maps to focus their search on the area where their cell phone data went out. Wow. So they were able to tell where they lost service and kind of triangulate from there where they might be. And so despite the fact that it was 3 million acres of wilderness and mountains in that area in the National Forest where they were, they were able to find them in just a few hours. Oh my gosh. So I know. (laughs) So they found uh, Tracy and Robin on a bygone road, still trying to probably locate their car and, you know, find some service or somebody to help them. So they were probably shocked to sell when they're like, you're rescued. Apparently when they did find them, the two friends demonstrated an understanding of the situation and remained composed. So they weren't hallucinating or having lost their mind from <laughs> dehydration, I guess. I was oh like, my gosh. That's kind of a weird thing to put in this yeah. article, but okay. After being found in an extremely remote area, uh, they only had some fatigue and dehydration to worry about. So really, they were very okay. I'm sure her poor feet were completely swollen and maybe had some cuts and bruises. But they said they were very thankful to be home following the harrowing ordeal. And they are so overwhelmed with the magnitude of this situation, the outpouring of the love, and especially the amazing actions of law enforcement that came to help them. Uh, And now their priority is to get home and to hug their families. They're safe and they're coming home. To Ohio. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Robin and, uh, oh my God, Robin and Tracy made it out just fine. But I guess kind of what you want to do in that situation, if you can, is to stay with your car. Okay. Like that's probably your best bet because that's going to be the thing that they find first. Mm -hmm. Um, It provides you shelter. And so that's what I've read numerous times. If you're lost is try to stay if you're, if it's safe. Yeah. So that makes sense. No. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. The power of technology, like, oh, (laughs) your cell phone pinged right over here. Let's go see if they're there. And ding, 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 ding. Yeah, Yeah. there they are. (laughs) They probably had Google's like, here's the most likely places that they are. (laughs) Well, Top 10 locations they, they could be. Oh, I know. My gosh. And probably just pinpointed the map in different places. And the wow. second one they looked there, there they were <laughs> or some such thing. 
So God, that would be us, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> the story is about Michelle and Caitlin on a birthday trip when they. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, in I was just thinking about our, you know. Randonautica experience oh, we, yeah. we ended up kind of in some strange places on private driveways and things and honestly reading the news thank goodness we didn't go down any of those private driveways seriously we could have got shot yeah have you heard about those There's yes been, uh, a couple of really terrible ones just recently so just super sad like yeah oh my gosh it's, just just, lost. it's too much that would be me I get lost all the time yeah or I need to turn around. Like, let, I'm going to turn around like yeah. in someone's driveway. Yeah, sure. Okay. I know. I do that stuff all the time. So there's nothing malicious about it. You got to be careful. You have to goodness. be so careful. Sad. No more yeah. random nautica for us, I guess. <sighs> I don't even think we figured out. Could you do imagine it doing it in LA though? Like, oh my gosh. You can kinda, find a lot of not. shit. <laughs> no, no, hopefully not. No. I can't wait to see your apartment. I do hope to see it at some point. Yeah, I hope you like. Uh, I'm coming to see you, Caitlin. You know, yeah. Come. <laughs> at least there's closet. at least there's little rooms you can shut yourself in to have some privacy. So nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, good times. No, it's it's gonna be yeah for sure. I would love people to come visit. So uh, nature, man, scary. Yeah. Hashtag not going out. You know what I mean. Yeah. So. I know we've got friends who are always wanting to like go hiking and now oh Joel is taking a sailing class oh gosh he's gonna go learn how to sail because they want to like sail in the Bahamas and stuff and it's like oh this is terrifying I've told too many stories <laughs> about people being lost at sea yeah but I know that yeah. shit happens all right well good luck well, with that we'll and yeah. I'll let you know how our sailing voyages go yeah that sounds great <laughs> kill me or don't that's my concern right all right i'm done uh well be careful out there <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go take my elderflower tom collins and go sit outside that sounds just, nice like in our backyard only yeah that oh, sounds really nice Mm. all right everyone well we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time guys so um we'll see you later goodbye hell yeah